This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's another very warm welcome and a happy Christmas to uh, to Kerry Dixon. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you, Dave. And likewise, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you very much. And uh, a, a Merry Christmas would be had by all, of course, if Chelsea continue their winning run. And uh, we dug out another gritty uh, 1-0 win against Palace last weekend. I was lucky enough to be there in the, in the mist and the fog. But... Uh, you know, all in all, I think actually, do you know, the thing that interests me, Kerry, is that although we keep winning 1-0, again, it could have been 2-3 or even 4. We had enough chances hitting the bar and that kind of thing. Uh, but, you yes. know, 1-0 gets you all the points, doesn't it? That's all you need. Well, that's the problem. I mean, you look at Manchester United at the moment. It's not for this programme to look at every other club, but by comparison, um, said in the last couple of shows, um, we believe where Chelsea are and they're good enough to be one goal at least ahead of certain teams, you know, you can have your 4 nils, uh, United and your, your Everton's and, and, and so on, and your great performances, but sometimes you've got to dig out these one nils at the same three points, and you know, it's no good winning than losing or drawing, like Manchester United have been doing, unbeaten in 10, but they're not picking up a lot of three points, um, hence mm. their position in the league, and hence Chelsea's. Uh, the one nil wins, the Middlesbrough, and, and, and you know, and indeed the last couple, um, it, it's a hell of a difference. Um, from a tight game and you look at all them and I'm not going to say it's, it's just Diego Costa but you know the importance of a, of a goal scorer um, and the importance of someone to get these half chances and, and to be able to finish in perhaps a tight game and I'm not saying that any of them were tight games I think Chelsea were worthy winners in, in, in most of them West Brom tested us a little bit needed a Courtois save um, but uh, was I'll be right that was it Middlesbrough save or the Sunderland game anyway whatever it was um Everyone is needed, but the difference of the odd chance, you know, you talk you talk about taking your chances, and if you get these chances, the importance of taking them, and 
we've got Diego Costa who at the moment, certainly first half of the season, he's taken more than his fair percentage and uh, not the only reason, but certainly one of the major reasons why we are where we are, I believe. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and I, I thought Costa was superb again. And I tell you what, actually, uh, Fabregas impressed when he came on again. I, I thought that we we looked a lot livelier, a lot more threatening. And, and, and I think we kept the ball a lot better when he came on. So, you know, that, that was interesting given our conversation the other week about whether he, he merits a start or not. Um, the other person that impressed me, and, and this amused me actually after the conversation we had on last week's show, but uh, many gave uh, man of the match to Cesar Aspilicueta. Well, yes, uh, we talked about um, <laughs> him signing a new contract, and listen, I'm not. There's no doubt he's a decent player, a very no, good player, and I'm, is. you know, I'm not unhappy at uh, the contract. I, I just drew the comparison, and I'm glad that uh, Branislav Ivanovic, you know, he came on in the game. And, you know, he's getting some recognition because he hasn't done an awful lot wrong. I know people are saying you get old. As soon as you hit 30, everyone sort of writes you off and you get a new player in and all of a sudden he's going to take your place. And that's it's one of the things you've got to fend off. JT's been doing it for years and years. Um, you know, everyone's going to take his place. He gets to 35. And at the moment, struggling to get in the side, but he's not struggling himself. It's just the form of everyone else. So he'll have to wait because that's part and parcel of it. Um, but yes... Cesar played very well indeed and listen he's played very well as part of a back three and very well as part of a team structure uh, and there isn't anyone I'm going to pull out and, and, and say hasn't played their part at some at some part in the first half of the season um, whether Fabregas should be in or not I, I would always find a place providing he's doing what he's doing at the moment if he's not then you know competition for places is healthy um, Kante and Matic don't deserve to be left out either it's just yeah. a nice uh, situation for Antonio Conte to be in. And an even better situation when he looks at the league table and no disrespect to the teams we've got coming up. Uh, I'm expecting a little bit more daylight than perhaps six points after Christmas. Mm. Well, you know, let's hope so. And actually talking of that, of course, uh, and, and and particularly, I think, uh, in view of the fact that Costa and Kante both picked up yellow, so they're missing uh, for the match against Bournemouth on, on Boxing Day. Uh, I mean, it's a bit of a stupid question, really, because I know what the answer will be, but how big a miss are they really going to be? In this particular game, I'm going to say not much. And that's a silly thing to say as well. Um, Costa, not going to be missed. I think Chelsea should be head and shoulders above a tidy Bournemouth side. But they're not going to come to a team six points clear at top of the league and who are missing two players and do too much. If they do, questions will be answered, will be asked, that's for sure. Um, come on, Chelsea versus Bournemouth. I, I think you could take three or four out, put three or four in, and I think we'd be good enough. Um, mm. Albeit, mm. arguably the player of the year, arguably the player of the year um, in the first half of the season, Diego Costa. And arguably, Kante has been an integral part of our success, undoubtedly. But, what, so you take out Kante and bring in Fabregas, and I dare say Batshuari might get a chance to, uh, to prove, and I think he'll be chomping at the bit to go in and possibly relish the opportunity to go in and get a few goals, if indeed that, if indeed that is the selection. Um, I'm not going to try and double-guess any manager because they've all got their own ideas. But uh, I think that would be the, the obvious selections. And... Um, 
I don't see it being too much of a problem for us. I really think that, you know, last week or a few weeks ago, I was, I was a little bit bullshit in, in, you know, probably against West Brom saying we should win two or three. One goal was enough and one goal is enough and improving West Brom, parked the bus, nearly got away with it. Um, I don't really like them teams that do that. Everyone says master plan, great game plan, you know, if they get away with it. But I think boring football, don't try. I understand that event and, and, I think teams should go and play their normal game. If they win, they win. And they get much more applause and admiration for the way they do things uh, when they do get a result rather than getting 11 men behind the bus at a difficult game and trying to nick a result. Um, but nevertheless, that's how I see it. Um, I still think we're too good for Bournemouth. And, you know, whoever yeah. comes in, I, I, I think this Chelsea team, whatever Chelsea team, will be good enough by two goals. Mm, okay. Well, I, I think, you know, just going back to Costa and, and who comes in, I think that's going to be pretty much of a shoe in getting Batshuayi in. Uh, i tell you what was really that, interesting because, you know. Is that the official pronunci- pronunciation? Uh, yes, Batshuayi? I believe so. Batshuayi. Batshuayi. So I'm told. Well, it rhymes with that. I mean, you know, as, as, as somebody like myself who was relatively. Uh, I mean, you were bigger than me in the 80s, obviously, but 80s was my favourite decade. <laughs> I'm bigger now. That's probably a lot <laughs> so, so am I, Kerry, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly a lot slower. But uh, there was a certain Kajagugu song, Too Shy Eye, and there is a song oh, yeah. actually for Batshu Eye along those lines. So the, the, that, that for me is enough confirmation. Um, am I anyway, not going to get I mean, a rendition? No, you're not. No, definitely not. <laughs> not even if it's Christmas. But um, right. it was interesting because, you know, having, having been at the game last week... Uh, and also, what was more interesting for me was that I was actually very low down. I was pretty much in the front row. Normally, I sit very high up in, in gate 17. So I had a very different perspective. And there was a moment in the game just after Costa had gone off and uh, Batshuayi had come on. Fabregas got the ball kind of in midfield on the right. And there was no way through the middle. You know, basically a lot of defenders there. And I thought the obvious run would have been out towards the right for back, you know, kind of right-hand side of the penalty area. Batshuayi headed straight for the middle and the opportunity was lost. And I thought in that moment, I thought, blimey, that just tells me how good Costa is. Because apart from everything else, his running and his runs are superb. And, you know, clearly, I think it's an experience thing, although I'd love your take on that. I mean, I don't, I'm not knocking Batshuayi because I actually think the kid's got a lot of talent. But, you know, he's still, in a sense, learning the game, I think. I can't quite remember that. But, you know, there, there isn't any substitute for playing. And, you know... You talk about a young, promising player. Yeah, and I say about we've got young, plenty of young, promising players in the squad. They've got to get themselves in the team. It's the only way to get themselves experience. Um, he hasn't had a lot of games, and he hasn't had a lot of chance to shine. And the reality is, he's not going to get an awful lot of chance. Um, but when he does come on, he's got to do something, um, and he's got to learn from every, everything he does. And when he plays, but you know. I don't really know how he's going to improve not playing. It's great to be part of a squad that wins things. But when you're not in the team on a fairly regular basis or you're not being rotated enough, then it's very hard for you to gather momentum and and start to do things. You can do what's natural once. If you're you're playing regular and you're getting plenty of game time, you wouldn't do it next time and you'd hope for another opportunity. But the times that he comes on, 10, 15 minutes or so on, whatever... He might only get one stroke, two opportunities. He's got to get it right. Um, it, it's a tough, it's a tough call. Um, 
there will be an opportunity perhaps in the FA Cup for him to get a game and, you know, get time and, you know, but he's got to take these opportunities. And if indeed he plays at the weekend, if he gets wrong runs and it goes wrong and it starts to go wrong, it's going to be a while before he gets another opportunity. You've got to get it right. And there's no no time for wrong runs and going into the wrong areas and doing the wrong thing. More often than not, to displace or even challenge someone in Costa's position, you've got to get 99% of it right. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure, isn't it, on a young lad? Because as you say, he doesn't get many opportunities, so he's going to feel the, the weight of pressure anyway. And of course, with Costa out, you know, it, the, in a sense, the goal scoring will fall to him, won't it? So I, I hope he does really, really well, because as I said, I, I, you know, I, I watched him a lot, actually, in the, in the European Championships. And, he, and he, you know, he looks a good striker. He's got a good instinct for a goal, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of pressure on him, but hopefully it'll pan out. Um, of course, the other one is replacing Conte, isn't it? Kante. And I mean, you know, I would imagine he's probably going to go Matic Fabregas, would you? I think it would be, a, if I was Cesc Fabregas, I'd be very disappointed if it wasn't me. Um, the way I've been performing, you know, at the moment it does appear like any two from three for certain games. Um, and as we say, two holding midfield players for perhaps a difficult away game. Um, but Fabregas in most of the home games with one of them. That, that, you know, just to give us that extra bit of creative flair. I do believe that. And, yeah, I, I would say it's the obvious choice. I don't know what, Kante, uh, what Conte's thinking is. As regards youngsters, would it, you know, would he would he give one of the uh, nephew Chal- uh, Chalabar or uh, Loftus Cheek? Would would he put them in? I, I'm not, I don't know. But as I say, if I was Fabregas playing the way I'm playing, certainly in the last month, I'd be very disappointed if it's not me. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with that. I, you know, I'm a bit kind of concerned at seeing how you know Fabregas and Matic quite often played in midfield last year, but. Uh, uh, you know, you've got to you've got to play Fabregas. Well, I think what about, you really have, well, what particularly about in a match before? like this. Yeah, what well, about exactly. Where, where, yeah, where he played brilliantly, and they both played brilliantly. So you know, I think I I'd be amazed if he doesn't play Matic and Fabregas in 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 midfield. To be honest, Kerry, I really would. Um, Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great! Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Of course, the one thing I would say about Bournemouth, they're going to be missing their best player, aren't they? A certain Nathan Ake. <laughs> what, did you decide he's the best player? Well, he must be. He's Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. I mean, that, it, it, it makes sense, you know, um, playing players against your, your own parent club. You know, he's gone there for experience. He's doing very well at the moment. And, you know, um, he'd have been desperate to show Chelsea fans what he could do, I'm sure. But, uh no, he's been he's been lent out. That's that's the terms of the agreement. He's getting experience, and uh, it would hurt Chelsea a little bit if uh, they'd done Bournemouth a favour by loaning the Mackie, and he come back to haunt us for any reason. Not that I suspect that would be the case, but I understand the decision, and it's quite right. Yeah, I mean, he looks a good player, doesn't he? I mean, he scored a couple of goals for them uh, in the last few weeks, uh, so. I mean, would you like to see him? I mean, would you like to see him given a chance next year if and when he comes back? Well, we've seen it from loads of players, haven't we? Go away and do well. Mm. You know, uh, what he's proving is that he can do it in the Premier League, maintain his his yeah. place in a team um, that plays week in, week out, which will tell you something. Um, that's that's fine playing, no disrespect to Bournemouth, for Bournemouth and teams of that ilk. But Chelsea, hopefully, <laughs> back in the Champions League next year, I mean, we're looking at a different different sphere altogether if you like um, you know to break into Chelsea's side is a lot more difficult than it will be breaking into Bournemouth without any disrespect intended um, but mm. you can only do what you, what, what's there in front of you and he's doing it um, and he's yeah, doing it very well on. and would I like to see him if he's good enough by all means um, Nathaniel Chalabar has been, been good enough for quite a few teams in and around the leagues and you know there's, there's been players before that as well so We've always said it's a tough ask, and believe me, breaking through into this side is a tough ask. Well, fingers crossed. I think he looks a good prospect, so you know, hopefully, he, he can make the grade at Chelsea. But I, I agree with you. You know, at the end of the day, it's tough to break into a top side like Chelsea. So you have to be good enough, and if you're not good enough, you're not going to break in. I'm um, changing tack slightly, Kerry. Um, uh, we're playing on Boxing Day, obviously, which is a time when everybody tends to be with their families and having a few drinks and, and just generally chilling out and enjoying themselves. Uh, and I've often wondered this. I've never had the opportunity to ask a, a former footballer this, but, you know, d- does it piss footballers off having to play on Boxing Day? I mean, because, of course, apart from playing on Boxing Day, usually that means you have to train on Christmas Day. So when everybody else is is having their kind of one day a year when they don't have to think about work, you guys had to work. So, I mean, what, what, how did you feel about Boxing Day matches? Um, a bit mixed, but it's certainly nothing to do with um, having to play. I love playing um, yeah. and training Christmas Day. <laughs> believe me, it wasn't such a bad thing. We either trained in the morning or we had Christmas with the family and, and trained in the evening and went to a hotel. Different managers do different things and have different approaches. Mm. Um, there isn't a right or wrong way. The answer to all of that is getting the results um, over Christmas as to what the preparation is. It's, a lot, it's quite a few games, or it used to be quite a few games in a relatively short space of time and it's quite demanding but I loved it and whatever it whatever it took um, I, I look forward to the next game um, when I say it was mixed I've had one or two um, mixed p- 
periods over Christmas. I remember Portsmouth missing two penalties and then another one against in one game and then another one against Brighton the game after. Albeit um, we won one and, and, and drew one. Um, so Boxing Day fixtures, it, it's, it's just personal memories. But in terms of the preparation, each club will get it right. And, you know, talking of preparation, something I read this week um, about Conte and, you know, it sort of contradicted each other, what, what he's doing right, what he's doing wrong or what he isn't doing. He's obviously doing everything right. But, you know, there's rumours of him training every day in on Saturdays, in early on, every day for warm downs after games and so on. And then he gives his players three days off. Um, you know, what's right, what's wrong? Um, if you train every day and you get so far, do you continue to train every day or do you decide, no, my players need a rest and they have three days off? What do you do after that, a grueling session? I'd be interested to know, but it was just something I read. It might not even be true. But, uh, this is uh, according to a well-informed source. Well, I think No, I think it is true. I think he did give them three days off because I, I think, I, I can't remember where I saw it but they were def- or heard it, but there were definitely pictures of... Uh, my Costa, of course, isn't playing, so he can nip off to Brazil because he's got a bit longer, I would suspect. But, um, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I think, you know, ultimately, and, and this is something that, you know, obviously as a supporter doing shows and stuff, you always have to remember that we're not at the training ground. We don't see what's going on, so it's all hypothesis. But, you know, I would trust no, the manager right. to know if... Go on, mate. No, I was just saying, it's all right for supporters. If you were a supporter of uh, uh, Sunderland, for example, would you expect three days off? No. <laughs> but if, if, if they've been on a so run what's right, if, if David Boyes gives Sunderland players three days off it, it gets slaughtered because we're top of the league yeah. it's okay, good preparation well no, what, I, what I'm saying is if, if he feels that they need a need a rest then I think that I, I would leave him to be the best judge of that and I think if you think I mean there are a run of games coming up although actually as it happens and this is worth talking about I think uh, you know, we've got something like uh, seven, a good, you know, seven days between the, or 10 days even, I can't remember now, but we've got a bigger rest period between the three Christmas fixtures than everybody else, which is certainly of our main title rivals, which, which you know, I saw on Twitter a few people moaning about from other clubs, but uh, for us is good. So maybe he just thought, I don't know, just give him a rest before Christmas and then we hammer on, you know, uh, in, uh, through Christmas and then into the new year. Yeah, it's how people view how people view this sort of thing. If I was a uh, uh, playing for another club, and we had an extra fixture, for example, in the same period, I'd see it as an opportunity if they got real intentions of chasing Chelsea, of uh, yeah. say winning winning all the games and, and closing them down and, and making the table look a little bit more respectable. I wouldn't be moaning yeah. about the fact you've got an extra game or whatever. Um, but it's just yeah. how you look at it. Uh, yeah, I've always looked forward to playing, and you know everyone's got different views. Um, even on the, how a manager should manage what he should do. Bottom of the league, you can't have no time off. Train every day. Train twice a day. You know, top of the league, have three days off. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what's right. No, exactly. And at the end of the day, you know, as I said, only only the players and 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 Conte can figure that out. I I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of these viewpoints that we're talking about actually do come from the supporters, and I suspect particularly with the opposition sides. Uh, a lot of the supporters are looking for they're getting their excuses in early if you like if they don't actually do very well or, or, or win all three games then they'll point to what well, it's not fair because Chelsea have more rest whereas actually it's interesting hearing what you say for, as, as, as a former player actually the players just want to play you know it's as simple as that they don't really care whether there's uh, you know one day's rest or five days rest and actually to underline that point Kerry you know if you remember um, you know when we were challenging on all fronts for titles regularly 
we were playing games, two two games a week for months and months and months, and they never ever looked tired then because they were winning. Correct. That's always the case. If you're successful, you, you can't wait for the next game and everyone wants to be in it. The worst thing is if you're part of the squad and you're just not getting on and you've probably played three or four games over, say, an eight-day, ten-day period and you've only played 15, 20 minutes. I mean, it's, it's really galling in that situation. But all those that are playing would love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, talking of playing on Boxing Day, I mean, it's interesting hearing your experiences. It sounds as though you, you didn't didn't uh, do too well on, on many occasions on Boxing Day. But Chelsea haven't actually lost a Boxing Day match since they lost 4-2 to Charlton in 2003, which actually surprised me. But uh, the, the, obviously the boys yeah. like playing on Boxing Day. Well, um, long may that continue. Um, everyone, you know, it's over Christmas. Why ruin the Christmas by getting a couple of poor results for your team, for the supporters? I think, uh, you know, Boxing Day is a great fixture. It's a great fixture for sport, full stop. You know, I'm not you know, not advocating horse racing, but, you know, you look at the, the fixtures, uh, the horse racing fixtures, you look at the football that's on the telly. If you were relaxing at home with your family and you've got a mind for all sports, it's, it's a great day of sport. And if you want to support your local team or, or the team that you love, then you're going to the you're going to the game, and it's great. It's a great opportunity. Um, <clears throat> I, I I think it's great. The traditional English Christmas period, I think everything to do with it is great. Just as much as I think that um, FA Cup third round is is, is wonderful as well in, yeah. in the early part of January. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I love I love the FA Cup. I mean, I know all Chelsea supporters do, but. There is something special about that, but uh, it's interesting. I mean, I'm a bit too uh, young, believe it or not, to have been around when uh, when football was played on Christmas Day. I, I presume you know you're about the same age as me, so you're, you would have been too young to have seen that as well, wouldn't you? I've never seen it. Um, I have heard about it. My dad used to tell me, yeah. but uh, yeah, um, it would have been a different experience, of course. But you know, what does that matter? If you you know, you probably arguably get a day off the next day and you do what you have to do, however you do it. Yeah. Uh, but you play. At the end of the day, you're a professional. You get on with being a professional, and there's games to be played, you play. Exactly that. Well, look, you know, uh, hopefully that bodes well uh, because we obviously like playing on Boxing Day. But of course, uh, on Boxing Day, we'll be going for a club record 12 wins in a row, Kerry. Uh, wouldn't that be fantastic? Do you think we're going to do it? Yes, I do. And it's a fantastic achievement. Um, like I've said in the last couple of shows, I didn't envisage this sort of situation with Chelsea clear at the top of the league and you know with Conte coming as a new manager and turning around last season um, like he has um, I give managers some stick over the years not not stick but I you know I say about I, their importance is a little bit overstated whereby they're the ones that sorted it all out and they're the ones that's done it but I think uh, from where Chelsea were last year and the unrest in the camp he, he, he had a job on to set everyone down and whether it's his way of playing and all the rest of it, you know, Pep Guardiola, is he getting found out? Who knows? You know, people hype up situations with every manager and how great they are and how they are. The manager's only as good as his results and the players and team are only as good as what their performances are. Um, but his big job was getting the squad all playing together, getting them all playing um, for him, his way, and getting them to link up and, and be prepared to run and bust the gut for each other. And he's done that. And Leicester proved it last year. I've said this before. Um, if every player does that for each other, who comes in the squad and who's playing at the time, then you've got a real chance. And uh, that was uh, the big thing that he's managed to do. And Chelsea got a real chance. Excellent. Well, so are you going to um, stick a scoreline on it? 
Well, Chelsea by two, um, and it could be more. On, on a good going day, uh, it could be more. Diego Costa, if I was him, I'd be absolutely kicking myself. Um, I, I would have seen this as a good opportunity to possibly get yeah. one or two goals. Yeah, it's a good point. So you're you're saying by two. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I am worried that Costa's uh, not going to start, but I think I would you know be more worried if we were playing a team that were just going to you know stick eight eight people in defence basically, and we just had to kind of you know balls our way through and and, and you know break them down. I think the fact that we're playing Bournemouth, uh, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I, that kind of mitigates it for me because I think actually we've got goals all over the place. I mean, Hazard, of course, Pedro, if he plays, William can score. We've got Fabregas, of course. We've got players from elsewhere who can score. And I think that because Bournemouth do like to play football, we might have more gaps to uh, expose and exploit therein. However... Uh, I have a suspicion that uh, they like, you know, they they score goals too. I, I think I think there might be a few goals in this carry. I'm going to stick my neck out and I'm going to say three two to Chelsea. How about that? That'll do for me. Yeah, <laughs> do yeah. for me as well. Three two yeah. four two. Listen, three one. Um, Eddie Howe has made a real decent impact um, with Bournemouth, and you know he comes across as a likable guy. I've never met him. Um, and credit to his team. If he comes and plays the Bournemouth way and they get beat 6-0, like I've said, I'd have more admiration for him than people trying to be master tacticians, 11 men behind a ball, playing a different way, not the team, boring football. Um, people, if they get if they get away with a point or if indeed they get away with a win, everyone say, great, great tactical move by this one and that one. Really, it isn't. If, if Bournemouth get away with a point, whether they put 12 men behind the, behind the ball, and I'm including their subs, um, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Eddie Howe's to be commended. I think he'll come and play, and I think there will be goals, but I think Chelsea by yeah. two. OK, well, good for you. Let's hope that that uh, pans out. It should be a Christmas cracker, as they say. I couldn't help getting a cheesy joke in at the end, but there you go. <laughs> uh, mate, It's it's been great fun uh, doing these shows since, uh, you know, just after we started the season. But I'd like to wish you a fantastic Christmas and a very healthy and prosperous New Year, mate. And thank you very much. Yes, and, uh, well, that message is uh, reciprocated. And, of course, we both extend it to everyone connected with Chelsea, supporters, staff, players. From the fan cast, I'm sure if you will echo them words and uh, let's hope it's a wonderful Christmas for everyone. I couldn't agree more and I echo that sentiment. Happy Christmas to one and all uh, supporters, the club, the staff, the players and of course most of all to our wonderful listeners. So thank you very much and we'll, uh, we'll speak to you again soon. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.